Hi there, I'm Caitlin Soule, and I'm an author, I'm a therapist, I'm a mom to three kids, and I'm also a bit of a hot mess human. I know you don't have a ton of time, so I want to dive right into topics each week that matter the most to you. Listen in as I fly solo and bring on some amazing guests to have conversations intended to help modern women say yes to their own imperfect personal growth and evolution. We'll talk honestly about all the things that matter the most to us, like motherhood, career, relationships, overcoming anxiety, intimacy, so we can steer towards a life led by our values instead of our fear. Cheers. Hello. Okay. So to be totally honest, I have deleted like five attempts at starting this podcast because it's been so long since I've actually come on to record a new episode that I kind of like forget how to do it. So I'm just not going to worry about how to do it because I don't know, last time I checked, there is no how-to on podcasting and talking into a phone and as though you're talking to a real-life audience. So I'm just going to go for it, right? It's just a weird format anyways, but I like it. I like it when it feels loose and casual and um, for me, when I get to just show up here and, and share my thoughts with you. Um, and see how they land and see if it can kind of, uh, guide us in a different direction or a helpful direction. Yeah. Like my book, right. I talk about these invitations into growth and I think of this podcast as an extension of that. It's an invitation into growth or another format for that, if you will. So, um, I've also played around over the last few months with whether or not I even want to keep doing this podcast. And, um, I'll tell you a little story about that in a minute here. Um, part of my reason for recording an episode today um, has to do with something that happened yesterday, and that will be uh, part of a story I share today. But first, I want to, I don't know, just kind of tell you how this podcast is going to be formatted today, and, and maybe if it works well, I'll keep doing this in the future. I'm going to try and bring back a weekly podcast Um and just have it be a little bit more like this again, just like me talking to you. I love having guests on and doing interviews. And gosh, I've had some great opportunities to do those interviews and meet new people and people asking to be on the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. But to be totally honest, it's a lot of work to set up and plan and coordinate schedules. And I don't have a lot of extra time on my schedule between um, my private practice and parenting. <laughs> these days and, and writing. I'm trying to work on a new book proposal. So my time is full. So let's just keep it simple. Me and you here. The new format, the format I'm going to try today is going to go a little something like this. It's going to be a life thing. So something that is happening for me in my life, something that I've been through or am currently going through. And today that life thing is a hard thing. And so I'll share that. And then it will be a therapy thing. So something that I'm working on with a client in the therapy room because I think that when we talk about therapy and the work that happens there for both me and the client really, um, a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, that me too, or I've had a similar experience or, oh, I never thought of it that way. So anytime we're sharing the beautiful work that happens between two, three, four, however many people are in the room. Um, behind those closed doors, you know, without giving away, obviously, private information, I think there's a lot to be learned there. Um, even for me, as a therapist who sits in the room and hears stories and um, all the time, and 
I cannot get enough of these these shows, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have seen like Couples Therapy or um, it's on HBO or the new um, Apple TV show Shrinking. I love shows, obviously, not just about therapy, but hearing people's stories and their experience. It really resonates with me. And you'd think I've had enough of that by now, but apparently not. So the second thing will be a therapy thing. And the third part of the podcast um, will be an invitation into growth. Um, a growth thing, if you will. Okay. So also <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, so I should probably keep this one short. Um, and I'm losing my voice that will tie into the first part of this episode, which is the life thing, which is a hard thing. Um, I'm losing my voice because I did a lot of talking yesterday and got to spend time with friends and family that I haven't seen in a really long time. But the reason why we came together um, was a really tragic reason. Um, the And it was, well, let me just say, so um, my god sister, one of my god sisters who I've loved and adored my whole life, who is um, about, let's see, she's six years younger than me, I believe, seven years younger, um, passed away this year, a few months ago. Um, sorry, not this year, last year, a few months ago. Um, and it was really hard. She struggled with, um, alcohol addiction, yet that's only, and tragically, like part of her story and the end of her story, but it's not all of her story. My god sister was the most hilarious, incredible, kind bright soul um and i i loved her so much and everybody who knew her loved her and thought she was so funny um she was married she got married five years ago didn't have any kids yet um and sadly um i i don't know the whole story i do know that she likely struggled with some mental health stuff due to a really stressful work situation she was in law enforcement and um did some important work there, but also really hard work there. And then, um, struggled from there. And it's not my story to tell, but what I will say about this is, um, I miss her so much. And I know everybody who loved her, missed her so much, misses her so much. And yesterday going to her celebration of life and hearing her sister, who is a dear friend of mine and of mine, um, as well. And her parents who, are the most incredible, kind, giving people in the world pay tribute to her life, the whole of her life, not just how her life ended, um, was gut-wrenching and beautiful and kind of just felt like what I think many of us needed, like they were giving us a gift in a way. I know it must have been incredibly hard for them to get up there and talk and speak, but giving us a gift to like all come together and talk about how much we loved her and how much we miss her. Um, and just kind of be together in the shock, I think, of the what happened and the reminder of how fragile life is and how we never, ever truly know what somebody's struggle is um, behind closed doors. And if we don't actually, I mean, yeah, I guess there's so much to say about it. But what I'm thinking right now, what just came up for me is like, there are some people that share that and are in a place to be able to reach out for help and ask for help. Um, and in some ways I think she did, but it just wasn't enough for whatever reason. 
Um, but you know, there are some people that silently suffer and struggle and we have no idea. And we just, a lot of times those people are the happiest, funniest, most extroverted on the outside people. Um, and so it can be really hard to see. It can be really hard to see people struggle. And, um, something I think about a lot is like the guilt that the people who are really close to somebody who's suffering and, and, and ends up dying from the disease of addiction or, um, dying tragically in other ways. I think there's a lot of blame that we place on ourselves or family members might place on themselves feeling like, gosh, could I have done something different? Should I have tried this, that, or the other thing? Or, you know, remember that article I read about this treatment center or that place? And what I hope we'll all remember and hear from this is the hardest thing of all, which is sometimes there's just nothing we can do to save somebody else. In fact, always we can't save somebody else, right? Like they have to at least want to or be able to say, yes, I'll go or I'll give it a try. And I think um, it must be really hard to hear stories of other people when you have a loved one or a family member who's struggling with addiction and still deep in that struggle and isn't getting better. And then you hear stories of other people who've turned their life around or have gotten the help they need and are doing well. I just think like, why not my person? Or why not me if you are that person struggling? And um, it's just complicated. And what I wanna say is there is always hope, but there has to be some willingness to at least for that person to at least say, yes, I'll go or I'll give it a try, even if it's reluctantly. But we can't single-handedly or, you know, even as a couple, right? I'm thinking of, um, you know, my god sister's parents in this case can't save somebody and painfully, tragically, sometimes that's even your own child. And that's got to be the hardest thing in the world. So, yeah, yesterday was a mix of really hard and really beautiful and um, just a reminder I'll, I'll leave it with this, a reminder that um, none of us are immune to life's mental health struggles, to addiction. I don't care what you have or what you look like or whatever it is, um, nobody is immune to it. And I know we all have been impacted by it in some way or another. Um, and the other thing I want to share about yesterday is a person that I haven't seen in a really long time who I think listens to this podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I know she does. She told me she listens to it and uh, she is the reason why I am recording today's episode because she gave me the encouragement to say like, you know, I hope you know that she told me, she pulled me aside yesterday. I hope you know that what you say matters. And when you share your stories or when you share things about life and personal growth and hard things on the podcast, I hear them and it makes a difference. And so to that person listening today, thank you for taking the time to say something um, and for sharing with me what my own story of loss around um, miscarriage, um, you know, years ago um, meant to you. So I can't tell you how much it meant to me to hear that. And it does feel sometimes like you're just putting, whether it be through speaking or writing stuff out into the universe and you're not knowing if it's landing and it feels good to me to put it out there. So that in and of itself is um, powerful, but it feels 
um, really good and really encouraging to be able to say like, yeah, this does actually make a difference and I do want to keep going. So thank you for that. You know who you are. <laughs> um, okay. So that's the hard thing. I'm still sitting with the hard thing. I don't think the hard thing will go away anytime soon. I will always, um, miss my dear God sister Lauren, and I will always hold her close in my heart and have the fondest memories growing up with her and in Lake Tahoe, our favorite summer place. Um, and to those of you who listen to this podcast who were closer to her than I am, um, I love you so much. And I know that grief is not linear. And um, I hope that you will remember how much she was loved and continue to reach out to talk or just hang out if you're feeling alone. Um, I'm here. Okay. What was the next thing? A life thing? What did I say? A therapy thing. Mm, quickly, because I think this is, I shared more about this in my newsletter this week. And um, if you haven't yet subscribed to my newsletter, I'm really loving doing it. I know it's kind of had, you know, over time, it was more of like kind of an informational newsletter. But now I've really turned it into uh, more of like a column style. So something I pour a lot of like energy and my heart into writing each week. Um, it's still called Well Notes for Her. And you can subscribe on my website, which is caitlinsule.org, or you can subscribe um, on the link in my bio on Instagram at caitlin.sule. I'll also put it in the show notes. But this week's um, newsletter was uh, talking about uh, a couple stories that happened in the therapy room this week because I, like I said earlier, feel like it's really helpful sometimes to just share what actually goes down in therapy. It's like this whole mystery, right? If you're not in it, or maybe you know what your therapy looks like, but you're like, what do other people's look like? Like, what are other therapists saying about this? And so um, I want to share this story here today, this one story. Um, and I'm actually going to pull up my newsletter because I think it's probably going to be more helpful to read from one part of it. Um, and so this one story um, is about a young girl that I work with. She's, let's just say a tween. Oh, she's not, no, sorry. She's not a tween. She's a teenager. She's like 14. Um, but she has a really hard time with, um, with depression and anxiety is why her family sent her to see me, but really um, come to find out that her family dynamic is, is pretty difficult. And, um, really, um, she's really struggling with, um, perfectionism and feeling like she has to do everything perfect in order to get, um, love and get recognized and even to be able to be seen in her family. Um, and she feels that way because that is literally the message that unfortunately she's given. And so it's really, really hard. And so, um, when I work with her, what I'm trying to balance is the truth that I do believe she has some clinical depression um, just based on biology and family history and the length of her symptoms um, and the severity of her symptoms. But I, and not but, and I also know that the dynamics of her family have a lot to do with why she's feeling depressed and anxious. And so uh, it's a hard thing when you're working with kids at this age because you want to be able to give them the skills and tools um, to deal with it, but how do you actually help them get better when each day they go home to a really difficult, dysfunctional, um, well, it looks functional on the outside, but in, on the inside, a very dysfunctional family. Um, so it's hard. Um, and 
what I think is important to hear here. Maybe I never mind. I won't read it from the newsletter because you can read the newsletter. But um, essentially, this little girl told me that her parents um, have a big influence over what she does in extracurricular activities. Um, you know how she feels about grades and her um, school experience and what's important. You know. And she feels as though she has zero choice and that she only does these things, whether it's getting straight A's or participating in that sport that she's really quote unquote good at. She only does it to make them happy because she feels like if she makes them happy, they'll be off her back and um, she will just be able to fly under the radar more. And so we had this conversation about how hard it is to do things for the sake of other people when they don't actually make you feel good. Right? And I think we can all relate to that, whether you're 14 or 43, right? Like it's just doing things all the time for other people and not for ourselves so we can make other people happy is just incredibly depleting. Um, and at some point we will end up, if we continue down that path, and this is what I'm trying to normalize for her, we continue down that path and then for her it's not really a choice um, as far as how she's being parented you do end up with symptoms of burnout, depression, sometimes anxiety, right? It makes a lot of sense. And so with her, I'm trying to help her recognize that, yes, she is stuck, you know, sort of speak in this situation um, that she has very little control over, but where we can find control and where we can help her find her voice or where I can help her find her voice and she can be brave and use it, I really, really want to help her find it and like I said, use it. And so that's what we're working on. I'm also working on, um, you know, <laughs> some parenting stuff with the parents um, when I can. And that's hard because some parents just don't want um, to hear certain things and they want their child to get better. I really do believe that every parent is just trying to do the best they can with what they have and they want their child to get better, but they don't see or are unable to see in that moment how their parenting choices and what they say and what they do is deeply, deeply impacting and negatively impacting their child's mental health. This isn't to shame parents or like make us feel like, oh gosh, like more anxious about parenting. It's to remind us that what we do and say does actually matter. And here's what's the most important thing. We always have the opportunity to like reevaluate what we're doing and how we're parenting and shift and change if it's not working for us or for our kids. And if we don't actually stop and pause and reevaluate, we're never actually going to um, get the chance to parent the way that I know we want to parent, which is in a way that feels good to us and them and a way that we wanted to be loved as kids, right? And some of us got that and some of us didn't. And some of us are somewhere in between. So all this to say, uh, yeah, parenting is hard, but also so is being a 14-year-old when you feel like everything in your world is determined for you and your purpose is to make all the adults in your life happy. And they're telling you, right? This is the other kicker. They're telling you that if you just do this, you will have all these opportunities in life and someday you'll be happy. And meanwhile, this child is sitting here like, well, I don't even know what it feels like to be happy. So how will I be happy someday? So there's a lot of, I think like, I'm not going to try and pull every learning lesson from this story for you, but I think there's a lot here to hear and maybe it's a little overwhelming. Um, but what I've learned from this mm, incredible, brilliant, resilient child is that even in the hardest situations, um, we still do have some power and choice. Um, 
and that looks different for everyone. And for her right now, it's about advocating for what she needs and hanging in there until she can create a little bit more of a life of her own um, and get out of the house so that she can find some more space and freedom. And then for me as her therapist, it's about doing what I can to support her and also um, support the parents in better meeting her needs. So that's the therapy thing. And like I said, you can read more kind of, uh, I shared more like actual script from our session together. Um, like I said, I always change the information so that I'm not giving up any kind of identifying information, but you can check that out on my newsletter. Okay. Lastly, this is the growth thing that I want to talk about today. The growth thing that I want to talk about today, and I think it it fits really well with the first two things I shared, the heart thing and the life thing, and then the, the therapy thing, um, is thinking about how we can get better at holding the both ends of life. I've talked about this a lot before, and I talk about it a lot because I think it's one of the hardest things about being human is that we have to hold, for instance, that for me, you know, this, and for anyone who loved my god sister is that this beautiful young woman passed away of a terrible disease before she got the opportunity to live her full life and it's also true at the same time that she did live a beautiful life and she did have impact and her life did matter even though it ended too early it's true that she couldn't get the help she needed needed she didn't get better and she ended up dying because of alcohol addiction and it's also true that it's possible to get better it's possible to get the help you need and that people even in the lowest hardest most addicted places do get better both those things are true and then maybe like a little bit more specific to my life, one thing that I'm really practicing holding the both and around is that I can both be a gentle, intentional, mindful parent, right? Like I, I saw this funny meme, a little tangent here. Um, I don't know if you follow, I think she's called big time adulting. She's hilarious. Um, and she had this, like, it wasn't a meme, sorry. It was a reel. She had this reel that was like, you know, I'm all into like, the gentle parenting thing, I totally understand why shaming kids and like, you know, talking down to them and, um, you know, basically like being like verbally abusive is not helpful and is not going to create like resilient, like smart, intelligent, emotionally intelligent adults. But have you ever been in a room where a bunch of kids are acting like cats on cocaine or something like that? She's like, because I have. And you know what? In those moments, I'm totally okay with dropping in a like, knock that shit off. <laughs> and I had to laugh because I was like, oh my God, that's me. It's like I I, uh, I, feel like in my heart and with most of what I do in parenting, it's, it's, it's calm and intentional and calmish, right? And I really try and make choices from a place of intention and not just reaction. But every once in a while, like, come on. Like we just, it, it's just, it's hard. It's really hard. And so um, I think she says like every once in a while, it's okay to go into beast mode. You're probably doing your kids a favor because you're letting them know that like not everything in life is like sunshine and rainbows. Like there's some truth to that, right? I'm not, I am not by any means like advocating for like being abusive or hurting your children. No, not at all. But I am just saying 
it's we can't always be like okay everything's okay everything's great and right like we don't have to go to these extremes so i'm holding the both and that <clears throat> i can be a gentle and intentional parent and mean business and hold structure and be um a strong sturdy leader um and lose my shit sometimes because i'm human so always working on holding those truths because parenting is really really hard <laughs> and if you have looked at my stuff on instagram lately i've been writing a lot about that because it's the season i'm in it's a really fun season of parenting for me to be honest because my you know in a lot of ways like the kids are older getting older they're five seven and almost nine and so we're doing a lot more like there's a lot more action a lot more like independence but it's also really hard because with that comes more things more like needing to get out of the house on time and getting to places I mean like more sibling arguing we're just trying to figure it out so it's a busy season of parenting over here as I said which is part of the reason why I've been a little bit uh quiet in all the spaces but okay so our growth thing this week is holding multiple truths and maybe this is appropriate for the week it is right because it's valentine's coming up and so we can maybe work on holding the truth like in our relationship in our marriage or in our partnership whatever that looks like um that valentine's day used to look a lot different than it does now at least i'm maybe speaking for myself um i have very low expectations like i actually think more about the kids on valentine's day than i do think about Tony and I don't mean that like in a rude way I think that's just like or in a way that says like I don't care because I deeply care about him but I think um for us it's just a uh a day it's a hallmark holiday to us I guess and I want to make it feel special to the kids but for him and I like we went on a hike on Friday when the kids were in school and had lunch and we said let's call this our little you know Valentine's Day date it doesn't matter what day it is or Actually, what we were doing, we were just together without the kids and getting to talk about life and move our bodies in ways that felt good. And we love that. And so whether we're getting the rare opportunity to go skiing together or hiking together or have a date night, like if it's not on Valentine's Day, like that is totally fine with us. And for us, that is um, actually even better. So Valentine's Day won't look like for me this year, like, you know surprises and flowers and um, that looks different than it used to and it doesn't mean that we love each other any less it's just a different season of life we're in so I'll let you apply that to your own life however that may or may not work okay I'm gonna wrap up here try and keep these episodes short um thank you all for being here because I know I do know that you listen now because people tell me and they write to me and it's the best um and if you don't write to me that's okay too I um, just appreciate you showing up to listen and I will do my best to be more consistent with weekly episodes. If you have anything mental health wise or life wise that you'd love to hear me talk about, please feel free to write in. You can email me, just send me an email, caitlin at wellnotesbycaitlin.com. Send me a direct message on Instagram, buy my book, subscribe to my podcast, blah, blah, blah. Love you guys. Bye.
Hi friends, I just wanted to take a quick little pause in the podcast to share with you some exciting news. My book, A Little Less of a Hot Mess, The Modern Mom's Guide to Growth and Evolution is finally out in the world. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else you order books. You can also pop into your local bookstore and request a copy if they don't carry the book. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. It really is an incredible resource that I put together in hopes to empower you to care for your mental health by learning to say yes to you and claiming your identity as a mother and so much more. Thanks again for choosing to listen to my podcast. I know you have 5 million things you could be doing and listening to, so I really appreciate your support. I like to continue to support my listeners throughout the week through my weekly newsletter called Well Notes for Her. So if you want to subscribe to that, you can do that by heading to my website or following me on Instagram. You can choose a free membership or a paid membership. If you choose paid, I really appreciate it. That helps support the work that I do to continue to be able to write and produce this podcast as you hear my kids screaming in the background. Cheers. Have a beautiful day.